DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen, fantasy fanatics? Welcome back to the Key Pass Collective. My name is Joe Williams. I'll be your host for this lovely episode. Um, obviously, you are listening to the audio companion to the Draft Society website. Most of you are aware of that already, but if not, head over to thedraftsociety.com. We've got all your rankings, your stats, your articles, um, all kinds of different trackers, fixture difficulty trackers, player projections for each week. There's so much there, it's going to blow your mind. Uh, So check that out. We are back here. It's the first episode, I suppose you could say, the first episode of the new season. Um, We're wrapping up game week one, talking about some of the talking points from game week one, and then kind of trying to get you guys ready for game week two. So we're going to be talking through a lot of the the different things that happened this last week. But this is going to be really focused heavily on players um, and, and talking about some of the you could say categories that we're going to put different players into. Um, So we're going to have some players that we're going to ask you to be patient with. We're going to have some players that we think are sell-high players. We've got some buy-low players, and then we've got some players that we're worried about. Uh, And then we'll also give you some streaming targets toward the end of the episode. So that's pretty much going to be our lineup today. I'm not alone here, though, today. I do want to uh, introduce a couple of fellows, and uh, I'm pretty, pretty excited. The first one here, Toddy, to have him back. It seems like it's been uh, just forever and a day. Toddy, you have been uh, globetrotting, I suppose we could say. So how are things, and, and, and how are you doing, man? Yeah, hi. All good. All good. Um, so glad to be back. Uh, the summer schedule did not suit me for potting times <laughs> but but finally finally back uh back to the regular scheduled programming so um hopefully hopefully we can we can keep banging this out every week um it's just turned midnight here so uh, <laughs> just just open my uh my beer yes uh, so i'm all good to go always um, always so generous with your time man we appreciate it yeah one thing one thing i i was wondering and i think joe you, you you're gonna have to um maybe maybe get back to us on this or maybe you'll know um <laughs> is that it, it's actually the first time i was really listening to our theme song yeah or, or intro <laughs> or whatever are the background women singing key pass no but that would be (laughs) incredible it Um, it does sound like that a bit you know what i mean from now on let's just say yes they are yeah like let's just go go ahead ryan also welcome ryan how are you go ahead thank you yeah sorry to (laughs) preempt that um yeah i was just curious which beer which number of beer that uh, toddy was on no, no, given that he's beer. hearing voices yeah no, no, it's, it's it's the first beer it's a good one though. oh wow 
No, it sounds like yeah, he maybe was, they are then. It sounds like he was just really vibing with the music yeah. today. Like yeah, it's one was, of those things. I was. Nice. Uh, Ryan, what's up in the nation's capital? Oh, all good, man. Uh, yeah, just wrapping some stuff up. I'm uh, going out of town later this week. Um, I'll be out for about a, a week or so out oh, west. Wow. So I'm not looking forward to the super early 4.30 a.m. kickoffs. Ouch. I don't know how those, those folks do it. But, um, yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to be calling on you folks to maybe do some proxying. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, taking a few days off. When you say out west, where are we talking uh, doing a wedding in Seattle and oh. then, um, we're going to spend a few days in Vancouver, um, after that. And, uh, before we come back. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah. it's funny. I mean, it's sort of adjacently, um, sort of connected, I guess, but I was just watching, uh, vice has, a a series on there. It's called something like, uh, the dark side of the nineties. And they have a whole episode on grunge that grunge, I was watching last yeah. night. Yeah. And so obviously Seattle at the forefront of that whole thing. Yeah. That must have been <laughs> a really cool time to be out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah. I think Sonic Youth is probably like in their 60s at this point. I mean, yeah. But God bless them. Forefathers. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, indeed. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's let's get into it. Uh, this isn't the the underground music podcast that you do. Um, I will link that in the show notes, uh, once we create that podcast, (laughs) (laughs) um, no, there are people who know far more about music than, than I do, unfortunately, but I learned some really interesting things though. Like, to be honest, um, I promise we'll get to the show in just a second, but like, uh, did you guys know that, um, the whole like grunge, uh, what do you want to call it? Like aesthetic, the the look with the flannel and all these different things. Um, that was actually just created by uh, one of the the very very small music companies um, that sort of it was called Sub Pop that like started kind of the whole thing. Um, one of their receptionists was doing an interview with uh, like a like a national magazine or, or newspaper, and they were asking her like. So how you know what what do you dress like when you go to a grunge show? And she just like made all this shit up and started saying like yeah yeah you should you should really wear you should really wear your flannel like tied around your waist and you should really do all these different things and like just started saying random things and then that got published and became the grunge aesthetic and it was almost like a mockery of itself like it was just like an inside joke. That's amazing. That's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I'd highly recommend it. It was, it was a good series. But um, anyway, yeah, back to why we're actually here. Um, let's talk, uh, gentlemen, about game week one because you know a lot of people are are wanting to let's say uh, draw narratives and talking points from game week one. When I, for one, don't think that we should yet. Um, but I want to get your take on this and just kind of think about some of the things that maybe we saw and and maybe are wondering if they're going to continue to be a trend or not so just let's just kind of talk through discussion points uh on game week one uh toddy why don't you kick us off yeah well for me uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit on the same vibe as you are um it's way too early to to draw long-term um uh, conclusions on this i'd say um that's that's better suited for the international break in like two game weeks 
but the main thing for me is is how high scoring um, all the fantasy teams were uh, in in the leagues that I'm in, um, because usually, for if if I if if I remember correctly, usually um, these uh, first game weeks are are low scoring affairs where where there are few teams who find the right. Uh, um, mix of players that do well, but the others are like um, below hundreds um, scores. But I mean, there are quite a few huge scores yeah. this week, um, both in the community league and unfortunately my uh, home league as well. Which I played the league average. Um, <laughs> we have we have we have thirteen thirteen members, and I played against league average and lost. By two points. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. It was league average was I think ninety six or something like that. So that's pretty pretty high. That's an insane league average. Yeah, that's very high. Say. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's my takeaway from game week one. Obviously, we're gonna be talking about some players and and uh, how they how they will fare uh, in our opinions but yeah i i i wouldn't draw a lot of long-term conclusions real quick toddy um would you mind just telling people what you use that league average for and 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 why um i think that might be kind of cool for some listeners who maybe don't know about that yeah so um we we were a 12 team league last season but we had a uh, two guys interested, so we decided to go get uh, make it a fourteen team league. But <laughs> as we were discussing the rules and and um, and the need to be active all all the way through, one of the new guys got cold feet and had and said that he's he's not going to be able to <laughs> to put in such such effort. I mean, he was like he 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 said that he was like. Um, didn't check his phone for a few hours, and there was seventy messages behind. So, <laughs> he, sounds he about was, right. Yeah, and it was off season, middle of the off season. <laughs> so it's like uh, not for me, please. Um, so yeah, we we were yeah obviously we weren't gonna uh, kick somebody out uh, at that point. Everyone else was committed. So there's a setting on Fantrax uh, for for odd odd number. Uh, team leagues that lets you play lets one of the uh, teams play the league average that means that uh, usually what what would happen is that the the odd one out would have a bye week but i think it's more fun to play the league average uh in that case everyone has a game every game week um so there's it's just a it's just a tick that that your commissioner can can put in, but the only thing is that you have to regenerate the matchups once you tick tick the uh, add league average um, thingy, and then it's just going going for it. Um, but we have one game weeks um, worth of experience, <laughs> which is a loss by me against league average. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously the league average doesn't show on. On the on the table, um, right? On the classification, so it's it's just it's just uh, a game, so that everyone has a game. Nice, I like that. I like that. 
All right. Week one takeaways, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I agree with with both of you that it's obviously too early to draw uh, really solid and deep conclusions. Uh, however, mm-hmm. I do like to to jump to conclusions. Sure. Um, there are a few <laughs> things that you kind of can reiterated some of the uh, things that were kind of percolating at the end of last season. I'm thinking Madison's injury. Um, Ugh. He kind of re-aggravated something uh it's it's hard to tell if it's if it's the hip again um it sounds like it it might be his his back but either way it kind of gets you worried about him again um aston villa looks really bad really disjointed i mean it's it's to be expected i suppose given all of the the incoming signings um and i mean how do you really play with uh with El Ghazi, I mean, the, everybody was petrified of, of making a mistake on the pitch with him. So that probably <laughs> translated to, you know, their poor performance. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was I was worried about uh, Leeds' sophomore slump, like like a lot of others. And um, obviously it's too early to tell if that's the case, but it I'm wasn't a, a good start. Um, so, yeah, well, I, I think that... Um, it's too early to to really bet on on these um these things continuing it's it's still worrisome um on a few fronts but you need a, a few more data points that's fair um one uh, one interesting thing i think that that came out of of this week that people if you want to like kind of jump on something it's like okay people look at these results and kind of want to immediately extrapolate them to like the rest of the season. Oh my gosh. Like man United is going to score so many goals. Did you see that? Holy crap. And like, if you really look into it, um, I know FB ref is one of uh drafter thoughts, kind of favorite sources when it comes to uh, player data and team data. Um, Manchester United were sixth in XG this week. With 1.5. They just buried every chance. Yeah. Yeah. And and even ones that they clearly shouldn't have. Like, the odds were not ever in their favor. Um, yeah, they just buried them all. So, like, that's who, who not... Who was top? Brentford? I was going to ask you if you can, if you can figure <laughs> it out. It's not Brentford. Uh, I'm just assuming. <laughs> who, who do you think? Toddy? You got a guess? Ch- Chelsea. No. So Chelsea were even lower. Chelsea were at point nine. Hmm. Let me think. Liverpool probably up there. No. Well Liverpool's third, yeah. 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 Okay, so it's it's Everton with two point four. <laughs> I didn't watch that game. And then West Ham with two point two. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. But my point is this, like, right, let's not let's not immediately think that when just a couple people score worldies, that suddenly that means they're going to do that every single week. You know what the chances are of somebody doing that. And, like, let's not start to think that every single week Pogba's going to have four assists. He didn't have four assists all season last year. Well, I'm probably the blame for that. I was playing against him and Bruno this week. So was I. <laughs> 172 I got dropped on. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, we all had our our bad beats I think this week. Uh I lost Toddy lost to the league average and and you played against <laughs> both Bruno and and uh Pogba. 
Yeah. Good mean, to be back. Get, yeah, let's get the disappointments <laughs> out early. Precisely. Yeah, clear sailing from now on. I love it. Well, okay. Speaking of patience, guys, um, Ryan, I want to come back to you first here on this one. But uh, speaking of patience, we definitely want to be patient with players. And that's one thing I learned from last year. And I've said it a few times now. Um, one of my goals this year was to be more patient and just relax and breathe after the first couple of game weeks. So who specifically are some players that you're looking at trying to exercise your patience with? Yeah, I mentioned um, the fact that Aston Villa were really bad and, and disjointed. Um, and so you obviously would watch that game against Watford and um, one could assume that they're just going to be pretty bad for the foreseeable future. But um, as I said, there's so many new signings. Uh, they were missing Watkins um, and some others. So it's going to take a little bit more time for, for them to gel. So I'm not too worried about uh, Buendia or... Um, Leon Bailey or or Watkins when he comes back, all of their their major assets. I I think they're going to be I think they're going to be just fine. Um, a couple other players that uh, that I was high on in the draft that um, either played poorly or didn't play at all. Yeah. Um, Rodrigo Moreno and, and yeah. Nelson Semedo. I I think they're they're going to be fine. Um, Rodrigo was was hooked at the half because because Leeds were uh, playing badly. But um, yeah, I still think he's he's going to be fine. And Semedo was uh, wasn't on the team or he was on the bench. I think maybe um, because he had contact with someone who had COVID nineteen, so he was quarantining and thus didn't get enough training and wasn't uh, match fit. So anybody that thinks that you know Hover is uh, is a starting right back over him is is crazy. So he'll be back. He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, that's that's good to hear because you know when you looked at some of uh, Kijana Hoover's numbers <laughs> on. Uh, on, on fan tracks, you know, like some of those ghost points sort of stood out a little bit and you were like, well, should I, should I try to bring him in? But you're telling <laughs> no. us no. Okay. Got no, it. I'm not. <laughs> All right. Toddy players that you are being uh, patient with. Um, at this point, I don't want to list any more players. I think the ones that Ryan uh, just yeah. said are all, um, we are all in agreement that they are, they are the guys to, to wait on. I think there's two, two things that I wanted to add here. One is uh, obviously your first three round picks. Um, nothing has changed. The fact that they didn't play or play, played a bit badly or whatever uh, in the first game does not um, tell you the whole story. So just 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 um, try try to uh, keep the faith. Uh, and and on to piggyback on this, uh, I've seen quite a few um, trade questions on draft answers um, about players that are similar in value and uh, as a rule of thumb I, I would say that um, if you feel that you've prepared well for, for your draft mm -hmm. and um, you're being offered a player who was there at your spot and you decided against taking him and you took someone else do not second guess yourself this early. So it's like if you, I just saw a trade uh, this evening uh, that had Mount and Sancho on it uh, or in <laughs> it, and 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 if you if you decided to take Mount with Sancho still on the board, um, this is not 
this is not the time to second guess your decision and 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 try to trade out mount to get sancho um trust trust that you've prepared well for your draft and um and keep the faith i like it yeah absolutely um i don't yeah i don't really have a whole lot to add to that i'm i'm just generally trying to be be patient with players i'm just i'm just kind of i'm i'm in the same boat with you if i prepared well for my draft then have faith in yourself just like relax take it easy don't panic drop everybody because when you do that you end up you know what six weeks in eight weeks in and suddenly you realize that those players are starting to come good but now they're on other teams and you are left with a cobbled together team of waiver wire targets that you thought were going to be better than the players you actually drafted because you panicked because you freaked out so just take yeah, it easy don't drop redmond for lee smelu uh just oh. because you put up 10 points um, and redmond didn't play yeah um, i don't know i think i might that's a tough one actually <laughs> Come on, come on, guys. I'm dropping Fraser like a bad habit. I, I Yeah, Fraser, I can see why you would drop him, but but I'm I'm keeping the faith in in Redmond and Fraser for for a week or two more because yeah. Yeah. both What's both, it hurt? Of, both of those teams were weren't playing that well, so they they might be might be given a bit of a shake up uh for game week two, so both both of those players could come in. If they come in, play and score zero, then off they go. <laughs> but if they come in and play um, play well, get a good score, then I'll be patting myself on the back. Yeah, in, in Fraser's um, circumstances, I just don't know what else he would have to do to be able to start a game with this team, especially... Without Willick in, um, he'll be incorporated in the team this week. Fraser apparently had a great preseason. Um, yeah. They had a decent matchup at home, and he still didn't start. I just don't think that Bruce rates him where he thinks he fits into this into this formation. And like I said, adding Willick into the mix isn't isn't good for him. But you know, I just don't happy, understand it. Would be happy to be wrong, but I'm I'm just not waiting around for for him anymore. Agreed. But how do you, I mean? How do you play him in like every preseason match almost and 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 he sh- you know he's shown uh, based on all the reports. I mean, I didn't watch any Newcastle preseason, but um, <laughs> based on everything I read, didn't pay for that live feed. <laughs> Come on, based man. on everything I read, he was great, and I just don't, I really don't understand it. Yeah, I read an article about um, how he was being taught a new position, and uh, he'd always been a winger, and he was being taught how to be like a, a number 10 or a, a central midfielder, and then he'd do whatever he could to, to help the team, and that was like right before the weekend, and I was like, oh God, maybe he won't actually have a role in this in this team if he's talking like that, and uh, yeah, sure enough, so we'll see. It's yeah. it's early days, but I'm, I dropped him. I'm done. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he was what, like a 12th, 13th round pick, so. Yeah, something like that, although he did lot. creep up. He crept up into like the tenth round in some in some leagues. So. That's true. That's true. But no. Yeah. Oh well. Well, let's talk about some of the players that did perform. Um, these are some of the guys that you know obviously scored pretty well week one. Um, but we are going to go ahead and label them as flashes in the proverbial pan. 
um, lightning in a bottle that is unfortunately going to be uncorked quite soon. Sell high players. <laughs> players that you are... Um, you're pre- predicting, we'll say, uh, are going to come back down to earth. So let's talk about those. Toddy, give me some of your sell-high players. These guys you know, are guys who um, their name value right now is probably pretty high, and uh, you'd like to go ahead and, and deal them if you can. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll start with two of my, uh, my guys who I, uh, who I had in my article that dropped today in the transfer uh trade targets article one is um alonso and the other one is jota um for alonso i think it's just a yearly um one or two game stretch that he scores amazingly and everyone in the fpl and draft fpl um community um falls in love again with alonso (laughs) and predicts the end of chillwell or the or the um, handcuff of a 50-50 no. um, po- Pochettino-like um, wing-back situation, but that is never going to be the case. Alonso cannot defend, and he's a, he's a loose cannon as well. So um, I, I remember last time he had a run like this, he ended it by being subbed at, the ha- at halftime, and then he went in and left the stadium or was it something like that so, uh, yeah 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 so <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm gonna say uh no on alonso so <laughs> sell high most likely to the chilwell owner who will who will want uh or will want to be um persuaded that this is the handcuff of the dreams R- really um, quick toddy um, so it's okay. So it's sounding to me like you're saying a sell high on, um, Alonzo B be patient with Chilwell. Now, what I'm going to ask you is, does it concern you that this is a matchup where, um, Tuchel clearly knew that they were going to be in the driver's seat. He knew he didn't need defensive performance from that left back position, um, or left wing back position. And so he, he slotted in Alonzo. So does it concern you that potentially Chilwell doesn't actually play any of these easy as cake games? No, I don't, I don't think it, this was, uh, based on, um, matchup. I okay. think this was more based on Chilwell not being fully fit after Euros. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's, that's going to be a relief for some people, I think for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, as for Jota, um, it's a similar situation. I, I firmly believe that um, although Jota is, a, is an exciting player and, and I love that he's on, on the team that I support, uh, I still believe that uh, when push comes to shove, um, it's going to be Firmino in that uh, uh, middle spot in the front three and Jota will come in, play play thirty minutes, um, give either Mane or Salah a bit of a rest at the end of the games, um, and and there will be a bit more rotation. But I'm not. I don't think that's a handcuff with uh, Firmino, um, and he's just gone back to his old Wolves days, uh, not not getting any ghost points. Yeah, I was gonna say fourteen points with uh, with a goal. So I mean, the goal is is worth ten. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, 
Oh, was it 11? Yeah, nine, nine for the goal and two for the shot on target. Oh, wow. So that's even worse. Yeah. So three points he would have had uh, without the goal. And, yeah. and, and he gets hooked at 60. Exactly. And then Bobby comes in and gets 15.5 in 30. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so so I, if 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 I can get a Liverpool supporter to pay up uh, and pay um, one point two dollars on 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 his draft value just based on that one game, uh, then I'm uh, then I'm taking that to the bank. Uh, just just a little. Um, Three other players that I wanted to mention, uh, and then then we can move on to. Can to I quickly add. take the contrarian view on that? Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously defer to uh, to you guys on on Liverpool, but I just don't see why Klopp would, if he was planning on starting Firmino um, religiously, I don't see why he would not do it in the in the first game. It's not like Firmino is coming back from the Olympics or something. It's not a from what I can tell, a, a fitness issue. Uh, so why would he go with Jota from the from the jump? And Jota rewarded him with a goal. Yeah, Bobby got the the tap in and, and garbage time. But I mean, Jota did his did his job, and he's starting game week one, and he had a, a great season last season, uh, injuries notwithstanding. So just throwing out uh, the devil's advocate uh, position there. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's. That's fair. <laughs> I I have to agree that 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 could be the case. Um, I just remember that uh, last time Jota was was available, um, Firmino was still selected ahead of him for the games that really mattered, because because um, tactics and getting the most out of Mane and Salah uh, dictated that. Um, he should should be, and that was that was the decision that Klopp went with. Um, obviously, Firmino was was involved in the Copa America, which was just going on simultaneously with the Euros. So, uh, and he played in uh, played in the final as well. So, uh, yeah, oh, not not a, not as fatigued as someone who 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 played in the Olympics, but still still had a shorter preseason i think he only featured in two of the last uh, preseason games for liverpool so i i do think that there there may be a fitness issue there or may have been for the first game week but um yeah yeah we'll we'll just see i i mean i'm not i'm not gonna die on the hill that it's um it's firmino's spot but i i do think that that tactically and and Klopp is pragmatic and in the sense that he'll he'll go with what the what what the tactic dictates for him to to get the best result rather than uh, an exciting talent or or, yeah. um, or an explosive player so I think that's the reason we we like like as a whole last season when when everything was going to shit uh, everyone was like crying out <laughs> yes. to play Shakiri or just just to do something different. But he still kept his guns, went out, 
lost against Fulham or <laughs> drew with Fulham, then went went ahead and went out with the same team and lost again. So yeah. it's just I I I think Klopp is much more pragmatic that way. I think a, a lot of a lot of it will come down to to how they are negotiating with the front three uh, with contract renewals. Um, because because all of them are 29 and all of them have two years remaining on their contracts, so they all have to be sorted in one way or another. Obviously, I'm not expecting either of the three to leave in the next week and a half. But right. but um, but yeah, if if two of them sign and one of them doesn't, then then they will be flogged uh, in January, obviously, because then. Uh, in the summer, they will they will be heading into the last year of their contract, which is traditionally not not a good time uh, to to try to sell a player. So unless unless they have the budget and the vision to sign all three two new contracts, then um, then there will be a bit of a shake up there, and that Serge also will come in. Yeah, I, it all makes sense to me. I mean, like I guess my question, Ryan, like even without without like having to concede, you know, your your side of the argument like if I'm going to arbitrate this situation. So, <laughs> do you think it's do you think it's fair to say that uh Jota doesn't play 90 very often? Yeah, I think that's fair. And I'm not I'm not making the the stance that um Jota is, is going to be no, a no, no. starter. I think they're definitely going to going to rotate. Um I am I am taking the stance that it Firmino is not going to be the nailed on starter. I think sure, they're going to be rotating and I'd be concerned if I was uh, rostering either of yeah. them, um, especially based off that, that first game. So, so if Jota is not playing, not playing 90 very often. Um, and we all seem to agree on that. Um, are you also not, let's say less than enthused about his, his ghost point gathering this last week? Yeah, not enthused with uh, this past week, but um, I think last season he averaged about eight point six. Because I was, I wrote the Ghost Point article today, so I was scanning the uh, the tracker. But was um, that at the number nine though, or was I, that when he was in sort of like the more number ten ish, like attacking CAM role? Yeah, in, I don't know if it's inflated in diamond. due to that. Um, this was just. Uh, taken together the whole yeah. season last season which was which was higher than i thought because yeah i had pegged him sure, for being sure. a bit more goal dependent um and that gave me a little bit more more hope but um yeah either way i think i think both of them are are going to be really tricky to to roster this season so if you could take a nailed on forward and trade jota game week one would you still do that yeah depending on the depending on the player because yeah i still think jota has some some decent upside um would you take Ivan Tony? No, probably not. I'm not. I'm not really big on on Tony. Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Red Mares. Yeah. Okay. What about Sterling? Yes, but I'd hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are just some of the players you could potentially try to target. Um, and when I say nailed on, of course, then I brought up two city players, which is ridiculous. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, just just saying like. Even if your your points, which I think are valid, even if those stand true, I think we can still make a, a valid argument to try to trade out Jota right now for a, an every week starter. Yeah, or you or you cuff him. 
Or you cough um, Sure. Which isn't usually yeah, a good I mean, strategy, but for these two, I would much rather have the the, the cover if I'm going to roster one of them. Yeah. Um, on, on that point, it, I don't really like handcuffs, uh, and I've been quite vocal about this. And I think you have in in general. Um, but you you would agree. You guys would agree on this. But but if you if you I'd ra- I'd much rather construct my roster so that um, the player who is not nailed on can come in as a as a lower um, um, player on the roster chart um, and and provide value there than than have a handcuff take up more roster space so if if you if you're like um if you have joao cancelo and you think that i don't know kyle walker is his handcuff or or mendy or whoever um or let's just let's say let's let's keep it the jota firmino handcuff if it's if it's if you have firmino like i do uh i'm actively not looking to trade in jota because then uh assuming that they do share time then i have two players for one spot yeah i might have that spot nailed on yeah but i'd much rather trade trade to get um a danny engs and have firmino come in whenever he starts yeah. providing value as a forward three rather than having the jota firmino handcuff as a as a forward two handcuff. Yeah, I mean, it depends on your, obviously your your roster structure, and I I don't disagree with you that handcuffs are usually a, a nightmare. Um, yeah. But I think in a few instances, and I would probably cite this one as as one of them. Um, I just feel more comfortable having both of them because a lot of times you're just gonna. I'd love to have the the certainty for the most part. Obviously things happen but if you're if liverpool plays the last game uh i'm not going to be able to bank on on either of them in right. that game and so that presents some problems but if you have both of them you know that you're that one slot is going to be is going to be taken up plus and and this is a, a minor bonus but in the with afcon going on and, and Mane and ah, Salah yes. both leaving for that they're both going to play um and there's i think two to three games and there's some pretty tasty fixtures so you get a, a little bump out of that with both of them probably playing and you get a little stack going here's the other thing really quick about jota and i, I i'm okay with us spending a bunch of time on this because uh, people have a lot of questions about about him specifically um so i, I mean yeah it is what it is but i man if you're be- between a rock and a hard place I don't hate the idea of starting him as a sub, which I very rarely say. Yep, I I I I get that and I agree. Um, he's one of the very few people that yeah that I would I would be um, pretty comfortable putting in, uh, knowing that he'll give me at least a few points. All right, Tati, you still have some other sell high players to get to. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah sorry about that detour. Oh, you're good. You're good. No, no. no. Um, so, unfortunately, we don't have Genie on here, but I think he would disagree here. I think he would. Uh, you think? Uh, 
with with two of these actually. So oh. uh, I f- I flagged Duffy and Pogba as two sell high players. Pogba just just because uh, you'll most likely get get a Man United fan in your league that believes that now Pogba is the second coming of um, <laughs> I don't know Platini or Messi or whoever. <laughs> Right, and and he has round one value, and then and you can you can actually get a really good deal for him. Obviously, if you if you're being offered the round three four value that he that he presented on draft day, then no, I would dra- wouldn't um, sell him high. But anything higher than that, so round two or round one value from draft day. Yeah, I would I would consider selling him uh, because he's not going to get four assists every week, just like we said. And the other one is Shane Duffy. Um, yeah, he's he's a stud for Aerials, but he's not going to play Burnley every week. Um, so just just cool it with the, with the with the Duffy <laughs> love. Um, the same here, same as Alonso. Um, most likely after that that good Brighton run, he'll be back on the. Um, waiver wire or the free agency so if you can actually get get a player for him um that will perform well for you beyond the two games that that a brighton defender usually is rostered for Mm -hmm. um then i think you're making a good deal even even if he does have a a two or three more good games if if you get long-term value for him back then 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 you just um you just take it and and go because because um I don't think he'll he'll be that um long term value uh in in the defense but I think Genie would disagree there as well because <laughs> I know he's a, he's a big fan yeah and and the last one I'm I'm going to mention is Richardson um he was hovering around a half point before he got that late goal in the first half um uh, in in game week 1 and i think he's he's just he's just going to be pretty goal dependent uh on a team that doesn't really score a lot of goals and if it does then it's going to be um featuring DCL more heavily so i'd 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 test the waters for Richardson if someone if someone's willing to um consider any anyone who was drafted before him um then i'd i'd probably do that yeah probably a good target for him would be someone like Jimenez mm. who was who was even drafted later than him i think uh for adp but i'd i'd much rather uh, based on the first game and the fact that that Jimenez played well got got a good good amount of ghost points and and just generally looking like his old self um he should he should provide round two value for one potential Brian hmm. <laughs> you sounded like you were yeah it's just very pensive now um yeah I'm not usually a huge Richarlison fan but um Again, I, earlier I was just memorizing the ghost point tracker, so I remember that um, Richarlison actually had 10 ghost points when I was sc- scanning the tracker, and I was actually 
pleasantly surprised when I, I saw that. Um, cause yeah, he usually is pretty goal dependent, but yeah, I mean, I, I want to see if, if that continues. Um, and I'm still a little bit skeptical about Jimenez, even though, yeah, he, he had a pretty good, uh, debut, but, um, yeah, I'd probably hold uh, Richarlison for now just to see if this this continues, especially with that Everton XG. I mean, they're they were playing against Southampton, um, but <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see about that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. My sell high folks are uh, Said Ben Rama. I know that um, a lot of folks were. We're high on him in terms of uh, a value pick in the draft, and I, I, I certainly don't disagree with that. I think it was crazy because in the mocks, he would, I saw him going in a couple in uh, like the 13th, 14th round. Everybody was sleeping on him, and then he regained some buzz, and then yep. I think he started being taken between like the 6th, as early as the 6th, uh, between Keep like 6 and 9. Yeah. Um, so... He kind of lost a little bit of value based on that, but got uh, got over 20 points game week one. But as I mentioned in, in my article this week, uh, he needed a, a goal and an assist to get there. And I think he only had about five ghost points, and he was just um, posting a miserable score before those two attacking returns. So I would trade him out on a high. Um, I'd probably snap your your uh, your hand off for. Um, for an upgrade on on Ben Rama based on that, uh, particularly given that uh, Lynn Gardino might uh, might be coming back to uh, to West Ham, um, and he could be eating up some of his minutes. Plus, they had a pretty good fixture against against Newcastle, so I don't I think he's going to be a decent fantasy asset. But I think he's probably peaked right now, um, so I would try and try and trade him out on a high. Um, next player I would cite. Uh, would be Christian Pulisic, a.k.a. Captain America. Mm. Um, started game week one, got a goal, pretty good score. Um, he's just not going to play uh, that much. And uh, he's got name value, and you can point to the fact he played game week one and got that great score. So I would try and craft a, a narrative around that and try and get him out because with Lukaku coming in, I assume it's going to be Lukaku up front and um, and Kai and, and Mount behind him and then the midfield. And I just don't see a, a persistent role for uh, for Pulley. So I'd, I'd try and trade him out now. And um, thinking a couple of the, the Brentford folks, I mean, they're not going to play against a relegation team like Arsenal every week. So it's <laughs> going to be a, a little bit harder um, not going against Chambers. So I'm thinking Neil Pinnock and uh, no, I would Ethan yeah Pinnock. Ethan Pinnock okay yeah. he looks he looks like a Neil <laughs> sounds like a Neil how dare you you're bringing your Neil Malfi hate into this <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I was, I was getting ahead of myself um, yeah anybody who I think is trash in the long term is is Neil um, we said no, we, we said we were going to have new uh, targets for our angst this year because like people are done <laughs> hearing about us hate on all these you know yeah. 2020 players like Genie can't say that he hates Burnley anymore right Toddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Mopai is timeless though. He is. He's he's in my list coming up in about a minute. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've passed the baton over to you. I mean, yeah, lead us. Yeah, um, are, you, are you done? Yeah, I think I might. I just. I got it all off my chest last okay. season. All right. Um, so yeah, it's it's on you <laughs> passing the torch. Nice. I mean, no, my, go ahead. Neil Pinnock. 
Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think he. Still Ethan. Yeah, whatever. Um, he is pretty good in, in aerials, um, but got the random assist and got the clean sheet. So, yeah, I think people are going to be um, you know, pretty high on him right now. So I would, I would try and trade him out. Um, Kano's I'm a little bit um, more intrigued about, but depending on the, the offer, I might think about entertaining something for him. But, um, yeah, I think some of the... In general, the some of the promotion players, um, like Sar and some others that balled out this this first yeah. game week, um, yeah, I think it's just the lucky draw. So I don't see that continuing. And yeah, I try and get them out on a high. I think I think on general, uh, when looking at uh, getting players out on a high uh, at this point in time, uh, it's going to be very difficult to get forwards traded out yeah because because the value that we identified and and warned everyone about uh that that was there in mid rounds for forwards has not uh been squashed yet um or quashed rather um so um people are still holding and and uh, hoping that they're round 5 6 7 8 whatever forwards will come good so you won't be able to get good value on forwards because every team is stacked with forwards yeah um whereas if you if you find yourself someone like aside ben rama who might be able to uh, produce a few more good uh, performances than um then you might be able to get better value in two or three weeks uh, where the situation that he doesn't produce a lot of ghost points and the fact that at, by that time Lingard might have already signed and the Europa League campaign will be up and running will still be the case, but he'll have like three, four games under his belt that he, he produced uh, good results in. But more importantly, all the other forwards who who were taken in the mid rounds will have fallen and uh you'll you'll be able to find teams in your leagues that will need forwards because at this point if you have like Trincao and Rodrigo and Benteke you you might be better off getting Benrama for um one of them but you're still believing in the three forwards that you drafted so you're not gonna jump ship on any of the uh, any of the fours that you drafted to go on to ben rama who has one good game yeah well yeah said. i mean this is this is all predicated upon getting a good offer obviously don't right. take pennies on the dollar because like i said he's still going to be a, a pretty good asset but um yeah, if somebody's so hyped about the game week one performance, they give you a, a really good offer, then take it. Okay. Exactly. But, exactly. But yeah, 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 not, yeah. I, I would do that. Hold. I would do that. Yeah. Definition of sell high, right? Um, yeah. So mine, very quickly, I don't think they honestly need much explanation. Um, Jamie Vardy, I'm still not super hyped about him. Uh, you can read my preseason article 
uh, if you want to know more about that. Uh, This is what he does. He gets you 20 points or 25 or even 30 in a game week, and then you will have three weeks of sub four points uh, each each game week, and uh, you'll wonder what the hell happened. That's just what he does. Uh, Also, Mr. Dennis, uh, I'm not... (laughs) I love that he has a first name as a last name. I mean, that that really is, strikes a soft spot in my heart, but I'm not sold on him as a fantasy asset yet, even though I will say his ghost points were, were pretty incredible. Um, it's part of that forward thing, too. I'm not I'm not to the point yet where I'm willing to, to entertain a brand new, um, you know, th- this brand new forward who's seemingly just slotting in uh, maybe in a short for a short term spell uh, over guys that I've been hyped about all preseason. So uh, I'm gonna stay away from Mr. Dennis for now. Uh, Brentford defenders, you sort of hit on this, Ryan, um, with Gerald Pinnock. Um, <laughs> he, um, by the way, that's my favorite. Like really normal, like too like too normal uh, first name for a man, Gerald. Gerald. Yeah. Mm. What's yours? Uh, Doug. Doug is a good. <laughs> a really good one. Or Brad, yeah. <laughs> Toddy. I'm. I'm not sure. I'm qualified to, to go with <laughs> go with uh, normal first names, but I I I I like Brad as well. Brad. <laughs> Toddy, what what's the equivalent of like John Smith in uh, in Hungary? We were just talking about this yeah. with with, with um, <laughs> Ryan the other day uh, that John Smith Nash. would be, yeah. Kovac or or Nudge, uh, and and that uh, Zoltan, Zoltan. But yeah, and currently <laughs> I think I think um, Zoltan is 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 not even in the, in the top ten for new baby names. Oh wow! Ooh, I think new generations anti anti Z. Okay, anti Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think it's it's Bense or Benedek who are who who will be my best bet. But but yeah, uh, we have a I have a. Um, uh, family member, um, pretty distant, but they have a Hungarian guy married a, a Mexican girl, and they, oh they are just they're just having a, a, a boy uh, in the coming months, and he will be called Zoltan. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> that's I think, amazing. I think that will be a, a good one in in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, Spanish speaking Zoltan. Yeah, little Zoltan. Oh man, it's a shame he's not Spanish because then it would be a th sound, Zoltan. <laughs> yeah, it would be like Zoltan with a, a Spanish-sounding last name, which would be even even better. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah. actually, Toddy, let me ask you something. Um, now that we're on Hungarian names, <laughs> great. Here we go. I have a. a <laughs> this is this is relevant. I promise. Okay. Um, it's not. I I have a good <laughs> Hungarian friend named Gergu, and I've never heard anybody else with that name. I'm just wondering how rare it is. Uh, it's pretty common. It's pretty common. Okay. It's right. Ger- Gergay, Gergay yeah. or Gerger. Yep. It's pretty yeah, common. Yeah. I like it. All right. So, <laughs> so moving we'll finish. on. Yeah. Uh, Brentford defenders. I mean, if you looked at their scores, aside from the clean sheets, they did pretty much nothing. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, they played their hearts out. Good on that team. Uh, but aside from Mr. Pinnock, whatever his first name may be, um, not Brad. super. <laughs> Brad Pinnock. <laughs> Not super interested in that. And then, of course, you have to mention Mr. Neil Maupai, who scored a goal game week one, but was doing shit all aside from that. So um, not interested in Mr. Maupai. I don't care how high uh, certain people have him coming into the preseason. No, no, no. 
Can anyone else score a goal and score less than 10 points? Exactly. No one. That's, that's, uh, that's, scored that's, a goal, got a yellow. That's it. It's a skill and in and of itself right exactly. there. It's, it's exactly. insane. Score a goal. How low can you actually score while still scoring a goal? That is, that's the game that he's playing with himself. He's <laughs> a master. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Toddy, I'm coming back to you. Give me some buy low candidates. Okay, so I'm going to spam my uh, article again. Um, and it's, it's, I, I shouted out uh, Amy Buendia and uh, Harvey Barnes for these two. Um, I think both of them were pretty disappointing. Ryan alluded to... All of the Aston Villa players being pretty disappointing this uh, first game week, um, led by El Messi with a <laughs> goose egg. Uh, but Bundia didn't do much better with half, point five. A, half a point. Uh, oh. And uh, Har- Harvey Barnes uh, got 3.5, so nothing stellar there. Um, I think both could be, could be had for... For um, for a cut price deal, uh, obviously, as um, the other side of the argument, um, and I think that will be the case for every buy low that we mention. Um, if you have these players on your roster, do not trade yes. them out. Yes. Uh, but if you if if someone else does who doesn't listen to this pod, <laughs> by all means, go ahead and yes. spa- spam them with offers. Um, yeah, I think I think I I see no reason in bumping either of uh, either Buendia or Barnes uh, down from their their draft day grades uh, and if you can get them cheaper then by all means go ahead and two other uh, players that I wanted to mention two defenders who got identical scores Digne and Cash both on eight points with a few goals conceded um, both of them so yeah I think I think both will be great, great, great value uh, going into the season. Um, they they good they get really good ghost points, um, and I think that Digne DCL partnership um, will be money. I like it, Ryan. By low candidates. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the the Villa theme. Um, I was really impressed with uh, Leon Bailey when he subbed on yeah. um, against Watford because. Yeah, they actually started um, showing something once he once he came on, and he looked really lively. Ended up getting a, a nice assist to uh, to McGinn. Um, so yeah, I've, I was very impressed um, by him, and I think he didn't make enough of a splash for for folks to be uh, too high on him. Um, and I think there might be a little bit of uncertainty given that he he came from uh, from the Bundesliga. So. I would probably try and pounce now before he um, really starts stringing together some some good performances. So I would say Bailey. Um, I threw KDB in because this is probably as low <laughs> as his value is going to go because he didn't start the first game. Um, but, I mean, he came on for like five minutes and got like seven and a half points. I mean, Ridiculous. the dude's just a, a cheat code. Yeah. So if folks are worried about him not starting game week one in the, the Knox uh, and maybe – 
crafting a narrative around city being shit because they lost the freaking spurs <laughs> um then yeah this oh. is probably the lowest that you can go yeah on that point the other guy on the other side of the bowl uh who who came on for the last few minutes was Cristiano romero who i know you're not that high on uh but i think nah. he 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 might be lurking around free agency in some leagues and um and maybe easy to get in other leagues as well so i think i think he he could be a good target as well i saw a trade in my other league um Sufal for Romero plus 30 fab. And I would rather have the Sufal. So I, I agree. Yeah, I agree, agree with that. Um, but but I do think if you can get Romero as your like fourth defender, I'm I'm very happy with that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. opposed to that. I just yeah, I don't much, I much rather him than Varane. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for, yeah, sure. yeah for sure. For sure. Although if Zuma goes to to Spurs, I mean, he might be taking up most of the headers, but um Yeah, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Um would you guys be would you guys be adding Zuma? I already I already did. Okay, so in leagues where he's available, you would add him? Yeah, I did just on the off chance he goes to uh to West Ham or or Spurs, which is yeah. which are the two main the two main rumors because he wants to to stay in London and stay in the Premier League and yeah, I mean we all saw what he could do at the beginning of the last season. Um not only the the aerials but the the headed goals. I mean, I think he had five goals in a a two-month stretch last season so if you can get him for free on the wire on the yeah. off chance that I he makes well. that move i yeah i'm all about it and of course check and see if anybody dropped lingard because the rumors are heating up and just in case it happens uh you'll have a mid two on your hands you know for just having someone sit on your your 16th slot on your bench for a couple weeks so is he in any of your your wires i haven't seen anybody move him yet No, no I but I think him. maybe in home leagues people might have yeah. dropped him. So yeah, fair hard enough. to say. Hard to say. Yeah, uh, uh, Terry Clamptee is back in uh, back in training. Oh, that was fast. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, so who would you rather roster at this point if you're looking to to uh, get in early on one of the uh, high scoring defenders from last season? Is it Lamptey, Lamptey or Zuma? Oh, Lamptey, not close for me. I think I'm taking Zuma just because Lamptey's made of glass. Yeah, but Zuma's still a rumor at this point. I, I would rather take the man who's on a team. Yeah, I mean, if if they were both going to get scooped up immediately right now, okay, then to that's choose, yeah, that's then that's harder. Sure, sure. But I mean, yeah, this is based on the fact that he he probably is going to go. But um, is he on the wire in anywhere? Yeah, I saw people drop Lamptey. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen him in my leagues, I don't think. Huh. Interesting. And uh Veltman has Veltman has COVID apparently, which is I think why he didn't feature, which surprised wasn't, a lot of folks. Wasn't he a contact? I think he was a contact only. Oh, I just Not saw sure. a, a COVID yeah. parentheses. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah maybe it's just team quarantining. Oh, okay. Well this is this is a great transition inadvertently to players that we are worried about. Um, I want to kick this off, Ryan, with the news that you kind of broke in one of our chats earlier today um, coming out of Wolves. Do you want to update us on that? Um, what are you referring to? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, just one, one Pedro Neto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. There Sorry. It is. <laughs> I, I, I've, I spam you guys with so much trash that I... <laughs> 
can't uh, make heads or tails it of it. It was such a um, great transition at that point. And, and it, I, mean, I bottled it, yeah. This is why sorry. we don't work in a newsroom. We're just on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought you wanted me to go stick with Brighton and go to from Lamptey to Gross. But yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, with Pedro Neto uh, talking Wolves and the Athletic um, confirmed that uh, he's probably going to be out till February now. So... Yeah, your worst fears have been uh, have been realized, and I'm glad I didn't take a take a pun on him. However tempting it was in the draft, and I I have seen him dropped um, today in a couple of leagues uh, based yeah, on that uh, news. I picked him up. Was uh, that you? Um, I picked him up in in round nine, I think, in the community league, or round ten, mm. uh, and I've I've just dropped him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ouch, man. Because, I mean, back in February does not necessarily mean starting February 1st. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a tiny bit earlier, depending on the diagnosis. Could be mm. could be basically the whole season. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd wait till, uh, till winter and uh, maybe try and pick him up and hold yeah. him for a little bit. But, yeah, for now, he's, he's done. Poor guy. All right, other players we're worried about. Yeah, um, I got a weird feeling um, about Pascal Gross. I I drafted him in one of my leagues, and um, he got 12 and a half um, game week one, which, yeah, you obviously can't complain about. But, yeah, I just have a bad feeling that um, he's either going to um, not perform as well as he did last season or he's going to be uh, rotated by, by Potter. Um, and so I'm... I'm thinking about shifting him out, even though the midfield madness places a pretty hefty premium on um, on midfielders like him. But I'm surprised I haven't. I've I've floated him out to a few people, and I haven't gotten as much interest as I thought I would, given you know the dearth of midfielders and the fact that he started and got 12 and a half points game week one. So maybe I'm not alone in this harboring this fear. But mm. um, yeah, I'm just I'm not. It's not panic stations, obviously, because like right. I said, he started and he got 12 and a half. It's just a weird feeling. Um, and then... They also have... Sorry, not yeah. to not to cut in, but no, they also ahead. have um, Watford, Everton, Brentford, Leicester, Crystal Palace. Oh, my and God. Arsenal. So yeah, I'll you start might, it from the bench. You might want to wait until after that week six matchup with Crystal Palace. Ooh. And if he starts, maybe see if you can't move him. Wow, I did not uh, check the the fixture difficulty tracker. That's exactly where Good I on am ya. on the on the draftsociety.com. Yeah, exactly. Good <laughs> on you. Yeah. Maybe you're not a member of the inner circle. <laughs> Dude, it's expensive. What do you want me to do? <laughs> no. It's Look, really I can't not. Even, I can't even read my own articles. Just just Okay, forego one of your fancy coffees one of these mornings and you can you can afford it. It's 5 bucks. No big deal. Dude. I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing that. All right, commercial done. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, goes without saying, but Obama Yang is, is um, yeah, DEFCOM 5 when he came in uh, with Lacazette as an illness. But one of the other trash articles I sent you guys earlier um, confirmed that it, it, he actually does seemingly um, have an illness and, and both of them uh, are going to stay. So, oh. so, yeah, it looks like everything's going to be fine um but so are we'll, they, we'll see is that a buy low buy low yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i'm still not convinced enough to, to, to flip the <laughs> completely the other way because they 
he did have a pretty poor um, preseason. I want to see what um, what happens with Chelsea if they're. I mean, the the reports are that they're still not going to be ready for for that game. Um, and then they have City after that, so yeah, I don't know if I want to bring them in right before um, those bombshells. But uh, yeah, maybe after maybe after City, um, Fair. the stock will be so low that it could be a buy low. Okay. And then I, um, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, um, the last one I already uh, beat to death, which was uh, one Ryan <laughs> Fraser. Um, um, yeah, that little Scott has uh, burned me for the last time. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Is he in uh, PVA territory? Oh, never, never I'm, again. I'm off the Fraser, yeah. Man, <laughs> cold turkey. <laughs> Toddy. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go with one more, um, and it's gonna be Madison. Mm. Um, unfortunately, we were we were kind of low on him uh, coming into the draft because we were unsure on 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 how his role is gonna be. But it's it's all coming back to what happened last season. So he's lost, literally lost all set piece duty, and then um, he got injured, which could be a reoccurrence of his um, previous hip injury that kept him out at the beginning and at the end of last season as well. So it does not look good. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we mentioned him in the sell high because he got like what did he get? <laughs> three and a half, oh, I think. No, he was terrible. Three, yeah, three and a half. So it's uh, he's not he's not at the point of sell low, but <laughs> oh um, god, this is my I second think, round pick. But I think <laughs> many people's second round pick. <laughs> But I think you should you should brace yourself, uh, medicine rosterers, for um, a rough couple of um, weeks. He might not feature until the international break, to be honest, because that's two weeks, two game weeks, and then a two week break. So if Rogers is pragmatic enough with the with the injury prevention, then he'll keep him out for for this month. Uh, which which could do a lot a uh, lot of good <laughs> to his uh, recovery. Oh God! Okay. Well, here we are so again. It's like so we Chengi's never under comes in for him or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish. I wish. <laughs> um, maybe they maybe they try and buy a, a mid in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, rumors are they're they're still looking at JWP. Ooh, I've only seen the, the Villa rumors for him. That'd yeah. be. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, I don't like it. No, if I yeah, if I had Telemans and I'm counting on the sets, then JWP is obviously going to take all those. But huh? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't see Southampton getting rid of both Ings and JWP in the same window, and um, plus Vesti. Yeah, mean, that would be suicidal. Fire so. sale. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, well, for me, just real quick, players that I'm worried about. I mean, if if you still have Dini on your roster, it's you're, you're probably dropping him at this point. Like, uh, we've just talked about how many forwards there are. You can pick up value other places. Just go ahead and and drop big boy Troy. Unfortunately, um, Fat Drake's time is apparently over. <laughs> so, uh, and then also Arsenal defenders not named Kieran. Uh, I would go ahead and drop them at this point. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Why you had him in the first place? Why did you have them? 
chamber i had chambers <laughs> yeah chambers is the only decent one uh fantasy wise but he had a mare he had a terrible terrible game yeah and i just i decided you know what i'm completely out on this and there are way better defenders that you can a either stream or b bring in after this first game week looking at players like um if you're with Genie, you could talk about players like Duffy. Um, even if you wanted to bring in like a Veltman, who's probably been dropped at this point, but will be back after COVID. There you go. Players like a um, Drew Pinnock. Uh, play- <laughs> <laughs> players, Doug. Doug Pinnock. Uh, players like uh, Adam Messina. I mean, any of those guys are going to probably get you better points than or, or just, any Arsenal just- defender not named Kieran. Or just leave the spot open. Or just, yeah, just leave it open and just get zero instead of negative. That's that's also a thing. Yeah, I got Chelsea and City coming up as well, so definitely <laughs> jump off the boat. Um, okay, so we're going to do quick fire on the last two things we're talking about here because, Ryan, you're pretty much the only one who has notes for the next one. Um, incoming transfers yeah. that we are potentially excited about. We've basically talked about all of these sort of inner league transfers that might happen um but as far as like players coming from out of the premier league in are there guys that you would be excited about and would spend fab on oh yeah i've been waiting uh for this one since uh he graced the shores of blighty last season um (laughs) martin odegaard uh apparently signed today uh it should be a done deal coming back to, to arsenal um was kind of spotty fantasy wise um last season had his moments of brilliance then got this um persistent ankle injury at the end of his spell there but um yeah like i said showed flashes of brilliance and unlike some other transfers um he knows the team knows his role in it arteta rates him um knows the premier league so i think he'll he'll hit the ground running um whether or not the arsenal attack will well, cooperate um, is another story, but um, those factors combined with the, the dearth of midfielders, um, I think he's going to be uh, one of my top targets. Um, and plus, since he came in this week, he, there's a chance that um, I was reading that he might feature uh, this weekend versus Chelsea if they can get the paperwork sorted. So there's a chance he might... Not tomorrow, but um, if you're in a league that does uh, Friday waivers. or But the, the best bet is probably next Tuesday. Um, and that'll probably be before the last minute, uh, last week uh, flurry of, of transfers. So he might be a, a one-off uh, target that week. So I would certainly um, try and try and get him in. Hmm. Uh, how much For how much, Fab? I'd, I'd probably say 50 to 60. Um, that means uh, on draft day you would have drafted him around round four, five. No, I mean at, at at this point, a lot of folks have spent some of their some of their fab or accumulated it, so it's lost a, a little bit of uh, value. Especially Sans, uh, Lukaku, or a big signing to to throw it at. So um, I probably would have taken him in like the sixth. Six round probably, um, around like the Solly March uh, midfield selection. Okay. Um, that's okay. I mean, that's yeah, that's understandable. I guess I can see him in there. Yeah. yeah. That's maybe why I'm not as excited about him as you are, because <laughs> if yeah. he's that level, I'm like, uh, yeah, March got nine and a half points this week. I'm yeah, happy with my yeah, six round Solly March pick. 
And I mean, you, you are talking about an every week midfielder who's going to be basically, um, they're going to be relying on him to to progress the ball, you know, through the middle of the field um, and hopefully pick out some of those passes in the attacking third. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess it does make sense because they, they really were lost without uh, anybody directing that midfield. Although I will say ESR looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he looked a little bit better than I, I thought he would. Um, that's... Uh, another kind of byproduct of of him coming in is I'm curious to see what Arteta does with with ESR if he kind of plays him as a super sub does he shift him to the left wing where he played a fair amount um, last season uh, I had a, a back and forth with uh, with Draftlad on on Twitter about this last night I, my <laughs> preference would be yeah we sorted it all out for Arteta okay good. <laughs> um, my my preference would be that they kind of make um, ESR into more of a not a box to box midfielder, but um, more of a, a deeper lying midfielder than than putting him on the wing. Um, I think he I think he can play like a an Aaron Ramsey type of role and get you some goals from from midfield, um, and that would allow you to still have proper wingers like um, Pepe and Saka. Um, on the wings, um, and plus fit in Odegaard as uh, as the number ten. But hmm. um, I'm curious to see what this does for ESR's value as well yeah. as potentially uh, Pepe. Dear God, no. I can't <laughs> take another take another uh, delay in his breakthrough season. My God, I've been and through there's enough. no there's no Europe games that he can even play. So like, I don't know where he would get no. his minutes. You know, I guess FA Cup, uh, Carabao. Yeah, I've yeah, we'll see. Um uh, he, yeah, he was one of the the few bright spots against against Brentford. Um right. and then yeah, fantasy-wise he got 11 and a half ghost points, so he's performing. Um we'll see. But yeah, I'm 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 pretty uh excited about uh spending some money on Odegaard. I'm probably going to overspend for him, but we'll see. <laughs> um, you definitely will. Another guy I'm excited about, and this is just pure rumor uh, at this point, is Gonzalo Guedes um, from Valencia. I've watched him a ton um, as a as a Valencia fan, and I'm just super impressed with him. Highly highly rate this uh, this kid. Speaks Portuguese, plays as a kind of a off the striker. Um, could could certainly fit as a as a left winger in um, at Wolves. And um, if if the stories are true about Neto being out, they um, they could possibly go for him. Although um, I read that um, he's largely been looked at as a potential replacement should uh, they shift uh, Adama to like Spurs. But ah. I think I think he probably stays at Wolves. Um, but yeah, if if Gedish, uh did come to Wolves, I'd be. I'd be uh, I'd be interested in him. Yep. Although in the five European League uh, tracker, he wasn't uh, as great as I thought he would be fantasy wise. But I think I think he would uh, he would light up the Premier League. So I'd be I'd be interested uh, in him. And hopefully he would be a freaking midfielder. But <laughs> I could see them uh, classifying him as a as a forward. Good lord, um, we don't need any yeah, more seems, forwards. Seems like Sancho was the only winger that came in as a as a midfielder, but yeah, yeah. Um, the last one I'd I'd mention is uh, Kunde, who um, is a a great defender from uh, from Sevilla that apparently Chelsea is trying to uh, 
to get in before the deadline. Um, I read rumors about them trying to uh, add Zuma to the deal, but he wasn't uh, biting. Like I said, wants to wants to stay in in the Premier League, wants to stay in London. Um, but if they were able to get uh, that across the line, I'd be I'd be interested in him, just given the the fact that Chelsea are going to get a lot of uh, clean sheets, and it seems like he's he's decent um, in aerials. So uh, I'd be interested in him. Nice. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, Toddy. It's time for Stream Your Way Through the Game Week. Um, what I would love to do is just kind of quick fire this, present the games in the groups that they are in, um, if that makes sense, the grouping of the games as it kind of goes through the game week. And maybe we can just fire off one or two potential streamers from that particular group from, from either of you that want to kind of contribute a name. Does that sound all right? Yep. Sounds good. Okay, sweet. So group one is obviously Liverpool-Burnley. So are there streamers that we like from this game um i'd say matip should be available on in some of the um 10 team maybe even the 12 team leagues i'd definitely want to start him uh i think he'll he'll get a he'll get a clean sheet and some areas uh to pad his score nice yeah, I would certainly monitor the lineup just in case they decide to to throw in Gomez or yeah. or, uh, or Kanate. I I don't foresee that, but it's the first game of the of the game week, so I would just keep an eye on it because both of them are not both of them. Um, Gomez is certainly on the on the waiver wire, and yeah, as Toddy said, it's against Burnley. They're going to get a lot of aerials and probably Cleany. So if uh, if Gomez is starting, I certainly want to stream him. That'd be a yeah. That'd be that'd be the big one to keep a lookout for. Um, not really interested in streaming any Burnley players because you have the entire rest of the weekend to pick uh, other players not from Burnley. So <laughs> Westwood actually had a pretty Westwood decent, did have uh, a good game. game. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So if he's still out there, I, I suppose. And the good thing about Westwood is you could keep him all year, but just know you're like you're rostering pretty much like an eight point per match player, like at best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Just making sure we're on the same page. All right. Group two. Um, this is uh, obviously the what early evening matches. So we've got Aston Villa, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Brentford, Leeds, Everton, and Manchester City, Norwich. Anybody got a player from that group they would like to stream? Uh, go on, Roy. <sighs> not Ryan Fraser because he's not going to start. <laughs> but if he, in the off chance that he did, maybe. Um. For Villa, ugh, I'm not a big Ashley Young fan, and I'm and I'm not sure why he got he came in for uh, for Target. Um, maybe maybe Ogazi rosters um, in a snit dropped him, but uh, if he's on the wire uh, in a tasty matchup versus Newcastle, I'd be interested in him. Okay, Toddy. Um, yeah, I, I'd say Fraser Murphy uh, from Newcastle yeah. uh, is definitely one one to look out for. Um, um, I don't think there is there is a player from Leeds that you can you can pick up and is worth picking <laughs> no, up. Right. But if if anyone uh, from I mean I was able to pick up Calvin Phillips in a community league. Um, I'm not expecting a lot from him, but 
um, it will be interesting to see if he takes a few set pieces off Rafinha. Yeah. Um, so so that's something to monitor as well. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I think um, Ben Teke will start up front for Crystal Palace. Um, I'd be I'd be actually okay to start Jeffrey Schlupp as well for Palace. Um, other than that, uh, I just want to remind everyone that uh, two years ago it was this fixture, the City Norwich one that Norwich actually won. So. Uh, <laughs> I still, I still don't want to <laughs> roster anyone from Norwich. No, but just, just a reminder. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, Group Three is the late game on Saturday. We've got Brighton at Watford. Anybody? <laughs> Maybe Brighton, uh, Brighton defender. Um, like I said, if they switch it up and Duffy gets swapped out for. For Veltman, or or maybe I, I can't imagine Lamptey's ready yet. But um, if that happens, certainly uh, one of them. Um, I don't I don't know enough about about Watford streamers. Um, the yeah, midfield uh, was nothing to write home about, uh, but the forwards certainly. Yeah, definitely. I think to be honest, I I I know everyone's on the dentist train. Uh, and he he did have a monster week, but he did come off with a limp, and he was substitution substituted because of a knock. So um, fol- definitely follow Ben Dinnery for that. But Cucho or um, the aforementioned Dini um, could come in. Uh, it's not it's not um, out of the question. Yeah, they keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out. Um, if you're if you're churning, this this is the section for you. And once you, once you've um, decided on not starting any of the group two um, <laughs> streamers, then you can move on to the Watford uh, attackers. There you go. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, once you've seen that Fraser is indeed not in the lineup, then you can go ahead and, and move on to group three. Bingo. Uh, group four, we move on to Sunday, the early match, uh, matches, which is Southampton and Manchester United and Wolves Tottenham. What do you guys think? Ugh. I <laughs> I know you're going to put Redmond. I know it's Yep. bad matchup. Ugh. If I was, yeah, if I was in a bind, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind throwing Redmond on, I guess. Yeah. I don't love honestly. I don't love a lot of honestly. Like, there's not many in in these two matches that I really. And any chance? I mean, we're we're talking about lottery tickets. So, yes. um, if I've if I've uh, finished with the Saturday slate, still with an open roster spot on my team, I'm I'm picking up Eid Nuri or some sure. someone explosive like that because. I, I, it's, it's not like I'm counting on them to start or anything like that. If they, if they start, I plug them in. If they don't, just back to the free agency. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'd be fine um, streaming Hover if, um, if Tomato's still not fit. I'm not, I'm not scared of, uh, of the Spurs attack. Fair Plus, enough. Yeah, Hover was had some decent uh some decent points and they'll want to get one over on their their former coach coming back to coming back to wolves so yeah i fancy wolves will put in a shift i like it final match on sunday arsenal chelsea 
um, maybe uh, maybe the conga. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say yeah, got a tidy nine and a half. Um, yeah, it's gonna be short term. Party's coming back. Uh, but yeah, he should have plenty to do against uh, against Chelsea. Um, Martinelli's probably not on the on the wire, but um, he started against Brentford, and uh, if. Um, Oba and Lacazette are still uh, are still ill or whatever the hell they're doing. Um, he might <laughs> he might get another run out, but yeah, otherwise it's a tough matchup. Genie would be upset if we did not include Kovacic in this. <laughs> let's let's just not. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and upset him. I mean, he's not here, so you you, you got to be here to to to. Yeah, ship, if you're gonna plug ship, your ship. trash, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. And finally, on Monday evening, we have West Ham and Leicester. And and just know that if you are waiting this long, you are really gambling <laughs> at this point. Like, you are really gambling. Um, there is the potential of Madison being out, so you could put... I mean, I don't know necessarily how that works itself out, um, but... God, it do could, they still have Pratt? <laughs> Yeah. Dennis. Dennis. Oh God. <laughs> Our second Dennis. Yeah. Dennis the Menace. Yeah, it's another good one. Another good, yeah. uh, very common, just too normal male, na- older male name. I like. Um, I mean, this is obviously predicated upon him starting, but uh, taking a flyer on like someone like Masuaku um, would be nice. Ooh, but uh, he didn't start nice. game week one. Yeah. Um, Luke Thomas, maybe if you need a defender for for Leicester, he slotted in and uh, played pretty well. First, yeah, I'm, first game week. If it's me, I'm just not letting it get this long. Or th- this yeah, far. of course. If yeah, this I mean, I'm not. If you're in a in a pinch, right? But are you? Um, would you be comfortable starting a Leicester defender, uh, not named uh, Thomas? Well, Ricardo. Ricardo, but otherwise, yeah, but no. No, no, no! Someone from the free agency. I mean. Oh no, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, same here. No, I'm not like starting like a Marty or anybody like that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys. Nice work. Nice work. Um, give me your uh, give me your thirty second sign off for the listeners, and we'll let them go back about their day. So, Toddy, what do you got? Just uh, had no idea. Um, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> it's been too long, this. brother. It's been t- it's been very long. I'm your ang- loan agreement expired, and you don't know what to do back on our your own pod. Yeah, yeah. I was I was expecting some uh, Aussie Aussie talk, but <laughs> wasn't wasn't to be. Yeah. Um, I wanna. I I actually want to plug the inner circle. Um, so any of our listeners that um, are not part of the inner circle or have decided to part ways after the draft kit um, expired or ended um, (laughs) I'd I'd love to pitch you um, the exciting stuff that is going to be happening every week in the inner circle Um, so uh, I think the three main points are the set piece tracker the ghost point tracker and um, the projections so um, you've already seen uh, advertised the for game week two the set piece and the ghost point trackers um, obviously 
both of them are pretty self-explanatory um we 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 keep a tracker for for every non-goal non-assist and non-clean sheet point that the players score so that you can actually assess how well they're doing uh sans the um big 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 point uh getting um actions the set piece tracker is obviously even more self-explanatory um, if you're looking for data on who is taking set pieces on which team and you don't just want to um, rely on uh, someone who watches the games and is pretty sure that it's it's this guy or that <laughs> guy. Um, uh, th this tracker is for you. Uh, both of these trackers have accompanying... Um, weekly articles as well uh, that highlight some trends by Ryan and by Draft the Thoughts. Um, and our third biggest, probably the, the most exciting, most uh, exciting one um, is that sadly my weekly ranks <laughs> are no more. Um, you won't be able to uh, highlight how I have the same player twice in there or <laughs> how i've i've missed someone who is definitely gonna start or i've put someone in who is uh who has a broken um kneecap or something like that um <laughs> i'm sad i'm obviously very sad about that uh, clearly <laughs> but um we have decided that although gut feeling and fantasy guile were really good um sort of metrics to base our ranks on yeah. um actual numbers and uh, <laughs> very very clever people uh, crunching them uh was probably a better way to go so um draft lad is on board now and he's doing his uh, weekly projections uh, for player scores. Um, I can tell you that we've gone through, and by we I mean those player, those of us who um, who have a more mathematical mind than than definitely Joe, Joe and myself. No, but I think yes, I think close. I can I think I can add uh -huh. Ryan as well. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so um so we are more of a literature artsy type um, <laughs> liberal arts. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh draft the thoughts and draft led went through last last year's uh projections from draft led and they were incredibly incredibly accurate accurate so like within five points uh, uh margin so so we are really excited on on getting getting him on board and and getting the projections in weekly so they'll they'll come out um with another accompanying article which will be the start sit uh which will be written by draft lad himself so uh Essentially, you're getting more um, during the season than you got uh, during the draft kit uh, for your subscription. So um, you're better off signing up now. Um, and if you sign up now for the yearly subscription, then you get next year's draft kit in there True. Uh, as well. 
Yeah. So, and that's not even to mention the fixture difficulty tracker, the oh, yeah. draft resource database, the members only Discord that you will be invited to, the fact that you can submit articles for publication if you would like to try your hand at fantasy football writing, and the fact that you are able to submit. Um, trade queries to us uh, asking us which side we would prefer without anyone else knowing and without <laughs> posting it on Twitter for anyone else to see it. So there you are. That's pretty much everything. That. It's a lot. There's a lot there. So it's pretty good. 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 I think good I will show. join. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> guys, guys made a pretty good case. Okay. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I don't want the people that that left though. I you're you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, aside from that, parting words, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> End on a positive note. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like, uh, we've alluded to it before, but um, a few weeks before the the transfer window closes, I like to, um, well, I like to monitor all of the rumors anyways, but um, particularly for fantasy purposes, like you said, if you get wind of someone like, Zuma or, or Barkley or Nat Phillips or anybody of that ilk that are great fantasy assets but don't play in their current team but you get wind of them going to more of a, a mid-table club and you think they're going to get play time they're going to be on the wire I like monitoring that and, and picking them up just like I, I did with with Zuma um, it's a, a really easy way to get uh, to get great value if it if it pans out and if it doesn't you can just drop them after the after the window goes closed or if um, the rumor is just that a rumor. Yep. So I like to do that and then yeah going also with the the broader theme of of taking it uh, pretty slowly these first couple weeks and um, game week two is going to be adding another data point to uh, help shape some of your your views on these these players so. Yeah, take it take it slow, and but if this persists this weekend and the next weekend, um, as Toddy said before the international break, then you can kind of reevaluate. But um, yeah, just breathe, and uh, yeah, good luck this this weekend. Yep, absolutely. We're back. It feels like midseason form. We're back at it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, if you have made it this far, you are an absolute trooper. We love you more than anyone else who turned this off early. Um, and also you should go ahead and comment on this post on Twitter. Um, the one under the key pass collective at KP underscore collective. And you should comment with your most normal, like too normal male name. So go ahead and find this, this post on Twitter, just comment and don't say anything else. Just post your too normal male name, like awkwardly to the point where it's like too normal male name. And uh, and it'll be it'll be our little our little inside joke here because you made it to the end of the pod. Anyway, all right, <laughs> community, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, cheers. It has been a blast. We're so happy to be back. Good luck in game week two. We'll see y'all later. <laughs>